سورت الاحقاف سورت الاحقاف is a makki surah and it is the last of the group of the hawamin and surah al-ahqaf was revealed towards the end of the meccan era because towards the end of the surah we will see some verses that were revealed when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was returning from taif all right so this surah was revealed towards the end of the meccan era and in this surah we see a contrast being made between those who are humble and those who are arrogant in the previous surah we saw that how there was an invitation to be humble towards allah and leave all types of arrogance and in this surah we will see the contrast between people who are humble towards allah and those who are arrogant towards allah those who believe and those who reject bismillahir rahmanir rahim hamim tanzilul kitabi The revelation of the book. Min Allahi, it is from Allah. Meaning Allah is the one who has revealed this kitab, this Qur'an. And who is Allah? Al-Aziz, the exalted in might. Al-Hakim, the one who is wise. So realize the value, the worth of this book. Give importance to it. Because it is from the one who is honorable. So this book is also honorable it is from the one who is hakim so this book is also full of wisdom ma khalaqna ma not khalaqna we have created as samawati the skies wal arda and the earth wa ma bainahuma and whatever that is between them two meaning between the sky and the earth and what is it that is between the sky and the earth the sun the moon the stars the clouds and everything else things that we know of and other things that we do not know of So basically this entire creation Allah says that we have not created all of this illa bil haqq except with the haqq except in truth meaning for a purpose for a reason this has not been created in vain or aimlessly wa ajalin and also for a time for a term that is musamma that is fixed meaning for a specified term after which this creation will cease to exist وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا And those who deny عَمَّا عَنْ from مَا that which أُنذِرُوا They are warned or they were warned. And what is it that they were warned about? What is to come after this creation will cease to exist? And what is that? The Day of Judgment. So the Day of Judgment of which they are being warned of What is their attitude towards it? They are mu'ridun, they are turning away. Meaning they are not paying heed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not made this creation, this universe in vain. That we are born, we live, we play, we have fun, and then we die, and that's it. No. This world has not been created for the fulfillment of our wishes. This world has been created for a purpose. But the majority of people do not pay attention to this purpose. If you think about it, everything in this universe has an end. Doesn't it? And that's what's mentioned over here. وَأَجَلِ مُسَمَّى I mean, even stars, they are born and then eventually they die. They finish. I mean, the most massive things also, the biggest things also, what happens to them? There comes a time when they cease to exist. So, us also human beings also we have an end and an intelligent person he works with the end in mind so 
If we consider ourselves as intelligent, then we must think about what is to come when we die. What is to come at the end of our lives. Because Allah says that we have not created all of this in vain. So why would all of this creation be in vain, aimlessly, without any purpose? There is a reason. قُلْ say, أَرَأَيْتُمْ Have you considered? Meaning, O Prophet ﷺ, say to those people who turn away, ask them that, أَرَأَيْتُمْ Have you considered? مَا تَدْعُونَ That which you call upon, meaning that which you worship, مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ Besides Allah. Meaning, have you reflected on them? أَرُونِ Show me. Aru, from the root letters Raham Zaya, Ra'a, he saw. Ara, he showed. Right? So, Aru, you all show. Show me. Mada. What is that which Khalaku they have created? Min al ardi of the earth. Meaning, those beings whom you worship, whom you consider to be God, show me what part of the earth have they created? What part of the earth have they created? And if they have not created any part of the earth, then am or lahum, they have, meaning do they have, shirkun, a share, meaning partnership, fissamawat, in the skies? Do they have some partnership with Allah in the skies? Meaning in the ownership of the skies? In the creation of the skies? In the management of the skies? Is that so? No, it is not. And if you say that they have some share in the creation of the earth or of the skies, then ituni, bring me. Ituni, from the root letters Hamza Taya, Ata, he came, Ata, he gave, Itu, give. So ituni, bring to me, bikitabin, with a book. Min qabli hadha, from before this, meaning before the Quran. Bring me some proof from a source, from a divine scripture that was revealed before the Qur'an, aw or, meaning if you cannot find any proof of shirk from a previous scripture, then atharatin, some trace, some remnant, min ilmin of knowledge. In kuntum sadiqeen, if you should be truthful. Meaning if you are truthful in your claim, that those whom you worship are really God because they created the earth or they created the sky, then bring some proof for that. And that proof should be from where? Either from a revealed scripture or from some athara min al-ilm. The word athara from the root letter is hamza thara. What does athar mean? A trace, meaning when something has gone, it's gone but it's left behind a mark. Alright? Like for example, when you walk on the sand, you're gone. But what is left behind you? Footprints. Isn't it amazing? Sometimes you go to a sandy place and you find footprints and you wonder when a person came and walked over here. Right? Last night, the day before, when? You know, they're gone, but the footprints remain. This is athara. So atharatim min al-ilm. Bring me proof from some trace of knowledge, meaning some remnant of knowledge transmitted from the ancients. And ilm, this is proper knowledge, established knowledge. Alright? Not somebody's opinions or some, you know, their whims or their thinking. No. Some established knowledge. We see over here, a very important methodology is being taught to us. And what is that? That if you believe in something, you do something, it better be based upon some solid proof. And where can you get solid proof from? One of two sources. 
Firstly, divine scripture. All right, divine scripture, revealed knowledge, meaning what has come from Allah, what Allah has revealed upon His prophets, and secondly, ilm as an established knowledge, something that is well known, an established fact. Why? Because it is based on experience. It is based on extensive research. It's based on, you know, sound reasoning. Like for example, fire burns. All right, this is established knowledge, isn't it? You don't have to go touch fire with your hand to know for yourself whether fire burns or not. Why? Because from the time of the ancients, this understanding has been passed on generation to generation, isn't it so? Likewise, we need to eat. I mean, this is something that is understood. It's established knowledge. So bring me some proof from established knowledge if you say that these idols whom you worship are God. Hatu burhanakum. And if you do not have any proof, if you do not bring any proof, then we're not going to take your word for it. What is being proven over here? The oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is proven. How? By showing that He alone is the Creator. And no one else but Him is the Creator. And if He alone is the Creator, then what does it mean? That He alone should be worshipped. Because all those beings that are worshipped other than Allah, false gods, what is their reality? They were made after the skies and the earth. Isn't it so? I mean, if you think about it, any idol that is worshipped, then that was made after the creation of the skies and the earth. Correct? So if it's not the creator, then it cannot be God. In Surah An-Nahl, Ayah 17, Allah says, أَفَمَنْ يَخْلُقُ كَمَنْ لَا يَخْلُقُ أَفَلَا تَذَكَّرُونَ The one who creates, can he be like the one who does not create? Don't you understand? In Surah Furqan, Ayah 3, وَاتَّخَذُوا مِن دُونِهِ آلِهَةً لَا يَخْلُقُونَ شَيْئًا وَهُمْ يُخْلَقُونَ They have taken besides Allah, gods who create nothing, and the reality is that they themselves are created. In Surah Sabah, Ayah 22, we learn, لَا يَمْلِكُونَ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَلَا فِي الْأَرْضِ What is mentioned over here, that do they have any share in the creation of the skies and the earth? Allah says in Surah Sabah 22, that those whom you worship do not even own as much as the weight of an atom in the sky or in the earth. Meaning they don't have even this much control. وَمَا لَهُمْ فِيهِمَا مِنْ شِرْكٍ They have no partnership in them. وَمَا لَهُمْ مِنْهُمْ مِنْ ظَهِيرٍ وَمَنْ أَضَلُّ وَمَنْ and who is أَضَلُّ More astray, more misguided. مِنْ than the person who يَدْعُو He calls upon, he invokes, he worships. مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ Besides Allah. So first, shirk is refuted. How? By showing that there is no proof for it. Now, logically, it is being refuted. That if you think about it, a person who is worshipping a false god, someone who is calling upon other than Allah, he's making dua, yad'u, then what happens? He's calling upon someone, yad'u min dunillah, man who la yastajibu lahu. La not yastajibu, he will answer lahu for him. Meaning that idol, that false god, is not going to respond, is not going to answer the caller, ila yawmil qiyamah, until the day of judgment. Why? Because he doesn't even hear. Doesn't mean that he will respond on the day of judgment? No. This is an expression which means, you know when you say, never, 
even until the day of judgment. What does it mean? It's not going to happen. Right? It's not going to happen. So, لَا يَسْتَجِيبُ لَهُ إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ Meaning these false gods are not going to respond to their callers until the day of judgment, meaning never. وَهُمْ and they Meaning the false gods, عَن دُعَائِهِمْ From their dua. Meaning the dua that is being made to them, the call that is being made to them. They are غافلون, unaware. They have no idea that someone is sitting by their grave, crying, calling upon them, you know, prostrating to them, sacrificing an animal for their sake. They have no idea. They're completely غافل of it. So what do we learn from this ayah? That when a person makes dua to other than Allah, then that dua is in vain. وَمَا دُعَاءُ الْكَافِرِينَ إِلَّا فِي ضَلَالِ It is in vain, meaning it's not heard. It's not heard. You know, this is something that we can perhaps understand. You know, for instance, if there's a doll, alright, if there's a Lego minifigure, alright, if there's a Lego minifigure, and you're talking to it, you're talking to it, does it have any idea that you love it? And you're playing with it? Does it have any clue? No, it doesn't. And I'm sure we all did it as children. Right? For children it's okay, but for adults, it doesn't make any sense. Right? And if a person continues to talk to imaginary beings, alright, thinking that they exist, then there's something wrong. Right? You say that, leave him, there's something wrong. So here, man adallu, who could be more astray than a person who's calling upon Something he considers to be God, who is not actually God. He is calling upon someone whom he thinks that he hears, but he doesn't actually hear. He has no clue that he's being called upon. So this is deception. وَإِذَا and when حُشِرَ nasu people will be gathered when on the day of judgment كَانُوا they will be meaning these idols, these false gods, whatever they were, whether a righteous person who was worshipped after he passed away, like many prophets. You know, people literally worship them. They consider them to be son of God. They will make dua to them, right? Or even shaitan or anything. You know, a dead person, an idol, something that a person has crafted himself, a picture, whatever it may be. وَإِذَا حُشِرَ النَّاسُ كَانُوا Everything that was worshipped besides Allah will be لَهُمْ for them and enemies. أَعْدَاء, plural of the word adu. The gods, those whom they consider to be God, will become enemies to them. They will turn against them. Who is an enemy? Who is an enemy? Someone who harms you. Right? So they will not benefit them, no way. In fact, they will be a source of their punishment. They will bring them greater punishment. These false gods will become a cause of punishment for them. وَكَانُوا And they, meaning these false gods, بِعِبَادَتِهِمْ Of their worship. Meaning the worship that their worshippers did towards them. Kafirin, Ones who deny. Meaning they will outright deny any worship that was dedicated to them. They will not accept it. They will not take any responsibility for it. As far as the righteous servants of Allah who were worshipped, and in reality they never wanted to be worshipped, what do we learn in the Qur'an? They will never take responsibility on the Day of Judgment. 
An example is Isa alayhi salam. In Surah Al-Ma'idah, ayah 116, we learn that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask Isa alayhi salam on the Day of Judgment, that, أَأَنْتَ قُلْتَ لِلنَّاسِ اتَّخِذُونِي وَأُمِّيَ إِلَهَيْنِ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ Did you tell the people that they should worship you and your mother? Did you tell them? Isa alayhi salam will say, Subhanaka, ma yakunu li an aqula ma laysa li bihaq. I would never say something that I have no right to say. In kuntu qultuhu faqad alimta. Right? Ta'lamu ma fi nafsi, wala a'lamu ma fi nafsik, innaka anta a'lamu al-ghuyub. So basically Isa alayhi salam will not take any responsibility for the worship that was dedicated to him. And as for those who like to be worshipped, like for example, Shaytan, Iblis, right? Or any of his human friends who like to be worshipped, who order people, worship me, like Fir'aun did. What do we learn? In Surah Ibrahim, ayah 22, Allah says that on the Day of Judgment, وَقَالَ الشَّيْطَانُ لَمَّا قُضِيَ الْأَمْرُ إِنَّ اللَّهُ وَعْدَكُمْ وَعْدَ الْحَقِّ وَوَعَدْتُكُمْ Shaytan will say on the Day of Judgment that Allah made a promise to you and I also made a promise to you. فَأَخْلَفْتُكُمْ But I broke my promise. Can you imagine somebody saying that to your face? I lied to you. Can you imagine the anger inside of people? Shaytan, when he whispers to us to disobey Allah, he gives us some incentive. You know, and that incentive is what? His promise. It's okay, you'll be fine. Everything will be good. You'll enjoy it. فَأَخْلَفْتُكُمْ I broke my promise. He will say, وَمَا كَانَ لِيَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ سُلْطَانٍ I had no authority over you. إِلَّا أَنْ دَعُوتُكُمْ فَاسْتَجَبْتُمْ لِي I just invited you and you responded to me. It was your choice. فَلَا تَلُومُونِي وَلُومُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ Don't blame me today, blame yourselves. This is what shaytan will say. You see his adawa over here? His enmity over here? That is what Allah says. كَانُوا لَهُمْ أَعْدَاءٍ Those whom you adore today, and you prefer them over Allah, tomorrow they will turn into your enemies. They will not help you. They will harm you. They will not be pleased that you love them so much. No, they will deny all of your love, your adoration, your respect, your service, your dedication. They will deny it. All of your effort will be wasted. In Surah Qasas, ayah 63, also this is mentioned. People, you know, who are worshipped besides Allah, basically they're given a status like Allah should be given. يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ They're obeyed like Allah should be obeyed. What will happen? Surah Qasas, ayah 63, we learn, قَالَ الَّذِينَ حَقَّ عَلَيْهِمُ الْقَوْلُ رَبَّنَا هَأُولَاءِ الَّذِينَ أَغْوَيْنَا أَغْوَيْنَاهُمْ كَمَا غَوَيْنَا The leaders, they will say, That these are the people whom we led astray. We led them astray because we ourselves were astray. تَبَرَّأْنَا إِلَيْكَ We declare our innocence before you. مَا كَانُوا إِيَّانَا يَعْبُدُونَ They didn't worship us. Meaning, we didn't order them to worship us. And if they thought they were worshiping us, they weren't actually worshiping us. They were worshiping shaitan. So what do we learn in these verses? Worshipping someone other than Allah is what? Not only foolish, it's what? Something that will bring a person total loss. In dunya and in akhirah. In dunya, how? That that worship is not going to benefit. That dua is not going to be heard. It's not going to be responded. 
And in the akhirah, that these same gods, false gods, will turn against a person. But the people, when they're invited to tawheed, they turn away. وَإِذَا تُطْلَعْ عَلَيْهِمْ And when it is recited on them, ayatuna our verses, bayinatin as clear evidences. قَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Those who disbelieve say, لِلْحَقِّ To the truth, meaning about the truth, they say, لَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ When it came to them, meaning when the truth reaches them, when they learn about the truth, and how is it that they learn about the truth? By listening to the verses of Allah. What is their response? They say, هَذَا سِحْرٌ مُبِينٌ This is clear magic. They call the truth, they call the Qur'an magic. Just as Fir'aun called the staff of Musa a.s. magic, the mushrikeen called the Qur'an magic. Why? Why? Because of its great effect. Because of its unmatched beauty. You know when something amazing happens, something that you can't logically explain, what do you say? It's magic. Right? And it's sad. Every sad thing is described as magic. Whereas it's just a silly trick. But this is human nature. Anything that we cannot explain, we can't understand how exactly, how is it so amazing? How did this happen? We say it is magic. So the mushrikeen, they said magic because they couldn't really explain how a human being could say it. Well, a human being did not say it. This is the words of Allah. And they called it magic also in order to belittle it. Allah says, أَمْ يَقُولُونَ Or do they say, if tarahu He has invented it. They say that Muhammad wasallam has invented the Qur'an. He has made it up. He's fabricated it. Is that what they accuse him of? قُلْ Say to them, respond to these people, that in if, if tarayituhu, if I have invented it, if tarayitu, I invented, if tara, he invented, if tarayitu, the two at the end, what does it indicate? I. Say that if I have invented it, then why would I do something so foolish? Because fala, the not, tamlikuna, you have power, meaning you will not have any power, li, for me, meaning to help me, min Allahi, against Allah, shay'an, anything. Meaning you wouldn't be able to save me from Allah's punishment. I would be foolish if I invented this Qur'an. The thing is that inventing a lie about Allah, right, this is definitely something foolish. Because why would a person lie about Allah? To impress people. right? To impress people. To be accepted by people. To leave an impression on them. So for example, he wants to make sure that people accept what he's saying. So he says, it's in the Qur'an. Whereas it's not in the Qur'an. Why is he saying it's in the Qur'an? So that people cannot say no. Right? Or he's inventing things that God said this to me. I communicate with God. Right? He said this to me. Why is he doing it? In order to show people that I am so special. So you should listen to me and accept my authority. So in other words, a person would lie about Allah in order to, in order to please who? In order to gain the appreciation of who? People. But the thing is that the people for whose sake he's lying, are they going to save him? Can they save him? All of them together? Never. They could never save him from Allah's punishment. So then why would he lie? You understand? It's foolish. There are people, many people who lie about Allah. But a man 
who's known to be honest and trustworthy, a man like Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, a man of integrity, he would never ever lie about a human being. Why would he lie about Allah? Why would he? فَلَا تَمْلِكُونَ لِي مِنَ اللَّهِ شَيْئًا هُوَ أَعْلَمُ هُوَ He is, Allah is, أَعْلَمُ Most knowing, بِمَا of that which تُفِيضُونَ فِيهِ You all are engrossed in. تُفِيضُونَ فَيَضَاد فَيض فَيضان from the same root. What does فَيضان mean? Overflowing of water. And the word تُفِيضُونَ إِفَاضَ is basically used for conversing. When people are indulged in conversation, engrossed in their conversation. And as they're conversing, a lot is coming out. You know, they're expressing, they are venting. This is tufiduna. هُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِمَا تُفِيضُونَ فِيهِ He knows what you're talking about. What you say amongst yourselves. About who? About the Prophet ﷺ. Because amongst themselves... They would talk about Muhammad ﷺ. They would accuse him of different things. They would accuse him to be a magician. At times they would accuse him of being a liar or a poet. Here, inventing things about Allah. هُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِمَا تُفِيضُونَ فِيهِ Allah knows what you're doing. كَفَى بِهِ Sufficient is He. Meaning sufficient is Allah. As shaheedan, as a witness, بَيْنِي between me وَبَيْنَكُمْ and between you. Allah is enough as a witness between me and you. He knows I'm not lying. I'm not making this up. And when He knows about it, that's enough for me. And this is something that should bring us so much confidence. When people accuse us, you know, they judge us for our intentions and they they accuse us of things we are not doing. Then, we need to look at ourselves, analyze the state of our hearts, that are the people right? And if they're not right... Then, كَفَى بِهِ شَهِيدًا بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَكُمْ Allah knows. And when Allah knows, that should be enough. Leave it to Allah. You know, we don't have to get approval from the entire world. This is the message here. Our striving should not be for the sake of getting people's approval. Because while some people may approve of what you're doing, there will be many others who will never approve of it. Isn't it? Some people you can win over... Other people, you'll never win them over. And this is something that will go on forever. I mean, this happened with the Prophet ﷺ. Then what do you think about yourself? What should we think about ourselves? The thing is, we get very discouraged when we face even a little bit of hostility, a little bit of rejection from people. They don't like the way we talk, they don't like the way we dress, they don't like the way we work or what we work, and we get disheartened. And then we want to do something, that will make others happy. You can never make everyone happy. كَفَى بِهِ شَهِيدًا بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَكُمْ As long as your moral compass tells you you're doing the right thing, do it. كَفَى بِهِ شَهِيدًا بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَكُمْ وَهُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ And He is the forgiving, the merciful. Why is this mentioned over here? In this is an indirect invitation to the people of Makkah to repent to Allah. You accuse me of lying? What are you doing? هُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِمَا تُفِيضُونَ فِيهِ It's a very subtle way right, of reminding someone that while you point one finger at me, four are pointing towards you. You say, I'm lying? What are you doing? هُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِمَا تُفِيضُونَ فِيهِ Have you seen your lies? Have you seen your crimes? But remember that وَهُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ He is a forgiving and merciful. قُلْ Say, 
say to these people that ma kuntu i am not bid'an something original min ar-rusul of the messengers the word bid'an from the root letters ba dal ain yes i know you're thinking about bid'ah right that ends with a tamar buta all right same root right connection ba dal ain right bid'ah is basically something that's new novel unprecedented the likes of which were not known before so an innovation this is what bidr is now the word bidr right it can be a fa'il a doer okay it can be a doer it gives the meaning of doer so bidr as in mubdir inventor inventor meaning someone who is saying new things that were never heard of before was the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam like that no what he was telling people what he was calling them to was it something new unknown no he was calling people to worship who allah alone was that a fact that was known before the time of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam of course in the life of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam there were people who were known as the hunafa who were the hunafa basically they believe that it's not correct to worship idols because these are things that you make yourself how could you worship them so we worship the creator all right and the word that they used that was also allah so ma kuntu bid'an min ar-rusul i'm not inventing things over here no my message is not brand new previous messengers brought the same message secondly the word bid'r can also be understood as a maf'ul as an object mabda' as in something original as in something that has never been known before No. Ma kuntu bid'an min ar-rusul, I am not the first of the messengers. Rather, many messengers came before me. And isn't that something well known? I mean, even amongst the Arabs, was it not well known that there were prophets in the ancient times like Prophet Ibrahim alayhisalam, Prophet Ismail alayhisalam? The Arabs knew. They were their descendants after all. Correct? So ma kuntu bid'an min ar-rusul in other words why are you denying me my message is not new prophethood is not new wa ma adri wa ma adri and i do not know ma what yuf'alu it will be done be with me wala nor bikum with you i don't know what's going to be done with me nor do i know what's going to be done with you meaning i don't know my future i don't know your future I'm just taking it one day at a time in not attabi'u I follow illa except ma yuha ilayya that which has been revealed to me I'm only a follower of revelation I don't know matters of the unseen I am just following whatever Allah is inspiring me with I have no idea what's going to happen in the future meaning whether you will believe or not whether you'll be punished like the previous nations or not whether i will be granted victory and success or not i have no idea you see when we look at the life of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam we feel so proud right and we should be proud 13 years you know before prophethood such a pristine record then 13 years in makkah where he strove so hard to do da'wah you know with so much patience and so much tolerance right and then what happened hijra and then the battle of badr the best thing right and then the conquest of makkah 
And then, you know, we look at the life of the Prophet and it's amazing. But think about the time when the Prophet was in Makkah. Did he even know about Medina? No. So much so that when Abu Talib died, and the Prophet ﷺ, he knew very well that he could not stay in Makkah anymore. His life was in danger. He was not able to do da'wah. He had done all he could to do da'wah in Makkah. And it wasn't working anymore. He knew that he had to reach out. Where did he go? Did he go to Medina? First, where did he go? To Ta'if. In fact, the Prophet ﷺ would talk to different groups of people who would come for hajj, right, to Makkah. He would go and speak to them, do da'wah to them and ask them. He approached so many different tribes. None of them welcomed him. None of them welcomed him. One of the tribes, the leaders, you know, they set conditions such as, you know, then we will be king and you can be the prophet. You know, they made conditions like that. They wanted something out of it. And then the Prophet ﷺ, while he was in Mina, he saw a group of people. And they were not very well off. They didn't have those fancy tents and all that food and so many servants. They were just there, a few of them. And he asked them, Manil Qawm, what people are you? Who are you? And they told him that they were from Yathrib. And then the Prophet ﷺ sat down with them, did da'wah to them. These people, they accepted Islam, they went back to Medina. The following year, more of them came and they insisted that the Prophet ﷺ should come to Medina. They invited the Prophet ﷺ. Did the Prophet ﷺ know that he was going to go to Medina? He had no idea. وَلَا أَدْرِي مَا يُفْعَلُ بِي وَلَا بِكُمْ I don't know what's going to happen in the future. And this is something we always need to appreciate. Because what happens is that when we are struggling, you know, we're only looking at the present, right? And we're hoping that we should be granted great success in the future. But realize, it's a journey. It's a journey. You have to go through victories and failures. You have to go through gains and losses. You take it one day at a time. One situation at a time. This is how you continue. Just FYI, Imam Suhaib Webb on Snapchat, every day he does a review of an entire juz. If you don't follow him, you're missing out. Really you are. In the third juz that he summarized, Amazing. Surah Ali Imran where Uhud is mentioned, amazing. That, you know, you, in life, you have to go through the biggest victories and also the biggest, the most bitter losses also. They keep you humble. They teach you so many things. They keep you grounded. So, the Prophet ﷺ is told over here that tell them, مَا أَدْرِي مَا يُفْعَلُ بِي وَلَا بِكُمْ إِنْ أَتَّبِعُوا إِلَّا مَا يُوحَى إِلَيَّ And my duty is وَمَا أَنَا إِلَّا نَذِيرٌ مُبِينٌ I am only a clear warner. My job is to convey, I am conveying, and I am following whatever Allah is telling me. As for the future, I have no idea. I don't know what's going to happen. And this is something that we need to remember also. That we don't know what the future holds. What will be the outcome of the work we're doing? But what we can work on is now, the present. And that is what the Prophet ﷺ was doing. Attabi'u, I am following. And secondly, I am nadir, so I am conveying the warning. Focus should be on what? On the present. What we can do right now. So don't think about, okay, how many days are left for Ramadan? Huh? How many days until Eid? Well, that's going to happen. It's going to happen with time. What our efforts should be focused on today. 
this day of Ramadan, this night, what can I do? A very important principle is taught over here that even the prophets of Allah did not know matters of the unseen. Right? And this is something we need to be careful about. That we should not make any judgment concerning the future. Regarding a person, this doesn't mean that don't set goals. Set goals. But don't make judgments. Don't make big predictions as if you know you somehow know what's going to happen in the future. You know, like people say, I think a lot of Muslims will be coming to Canada from the States this year, right? By the end of the year, maybe next year, right? I mean, people say such things. Allahu a'lam what's going to happen. We don't know. We don't know. Once a lady in the presence of the Prophet ﷺ said about a sahabi who had just passed away, that may Allah have mercy on you, I bear witness that Allah has indeed honored you. So a man had just passed away and she said to him, to the body, that may Allah have mercy on you, I bear witness that Allah has honored you. The Prophet ﷺ said, how do you know that Allah has honored him? How do you know that Allah has honored him? And she said, I don't know. I don't know. And many times we say such things also. You know, she's definitely going to Jannah or so-and-so is definitely going to go to the other place. I mean, we, we make these statements as if we know. The Prophet ﷺ advised her. He said, as for this person, certainly death has reached him from his Lord and I surely wish well for him. But by Allah, even though I am Allah's messenger, I do not know what will happen to me after death. Even I don't know what is going to happen to me after my death. لا أدري ما يفعل بي ولا بكم. If we don't know what's going to happen to us, how can we claim to know what's going to happen to other people? Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم حامين تنزيل الكتاب من الله العزيز الحكيم ما خلقنا السماوات والأرض وما بينهما إلا بالحق وأجل مسمى والذين كفروا عما أنذروا معرضون قل أرأيتم ما تدعون من أَرُونِي مَاذَا خَلَقُوا مِنَ الْأَرْضِ أَمْ لَهُمْ شِرْكٌ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ إِيتُونِي بِكِتَابٍ مِنْ قَبْلِ هَذَا أَوْ أَثَارَةٍ مِنْ عِلْمٍ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ وَمَنْ أَضَلُّ مِمَّنْ يَدْعُو مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ مَنْ لَا يَسْتَجِيبُ لَهُ إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ وَهُمْ عَنْ دُعَائِهِمْ غَافِلُونَ 
وَإِذَا حُشِرَ النَّاسُ كَانُوا لَهُمْ أَعْدَاءً وَكَانُوا بِعِبَادَتِهِمْ كَافِرِينَ وَإِذَا تُتْلَى عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُنَا بَيِّنَاتٍ قَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا قال الذين كفروا للحق لما جاءهم هذا سحر مبين أم يقولون افتراه قل إن افتريته فلا تملكون لي من الله شيئا هو أعلم بما تفيضون فيه كفى به شهيدا بيني وبينكم وهو الغفور الرحيم قل ما كنت بدعا من الرسل وما أدري ما يفعل بي ولا بكم إن أتبع إلا ما يوحى إلي وما أنا إلا نذير مبين 